0: It's Cofield and Company. Stevenson all the way to the goal. He's forced to swoop behind. To the right. Eichel, backdoor, score! Jonathan Marcheseau from Jack Eichel and Chandler Stevenson. And the Knights take a 4-1 lead. It's time for Cofield and Company with Steve Cofield. On ESPN Las Vegas.
1: Five o'clock hours here. Man, there's so much good stuff to cover right now. We're going to get to the Packers story, the Rodgers story, the Jets story. It's all of them. Pat McAfee today had Aaron Rodgers on the airwaves, and he finally, well, I'm going to say, I say it finally. He made the decision last week. So we'll get to the decision of wanting to be on the Jets, and now what could happen from here. Man, in terms of stuff to cover, we got the NCAA tournament going on, day two with the play-in. Two games. Reno is coming up against Arizona State. FDU is rolling with about 15 minutes left, 50 to 36 on Texas Southern. So that'll put one of the 16s officially into the field. Raiders are making moves left and right. They have a new franchise quarterback. We haven't heard from him yet, right? Jimmy Garoppolo. By the way, when do we hear from the Aces in a press conference? So now Kelsey Plum can address the Darren Waller trade and what she meant by her tweets. And will the organization address what happened with the Erica Hamby? I just I stumbled on Twitter. She sent out a picture of uh, her and some some kind of fishnet top, uh, you know, with the gut because she's pregnant. You know, what happens? I don't think it's called a gut. Well, whatever. Right? You get the bell I have a gut. <laughs> the bump? Uh, I'm not pregnant. I have no excuse. Yeah, she's got the, the baby bump, and, uh, you know, she's covering up the uh, the bits. So she's wearing cargo pants. You that's, like cargo pants? That's what That's what drew you to the photo. You're a big I love that I, I, right away. I was like, I there's kind of almost like partial nudity. I was like, well, that's a big pocket. Do I need that? I guess as a... What, as are, a, what are you referencing a, by as, pocket? As a future mom, cargo pants would be good. I
2: right? have a lot You're of always things. carrying
1: that big baby bag. Not you. Yeah. But it always of, see, it always, they just seem like a big hassle, don't they? You
2: need a lot of stuff, it's, though. There's just stuff. You just got to
1: yeah. carry stuff around. I... I had to pick up my car today, and I almost left – because I do it about once a month. I almost left my bag, my computer in another car, and then at the last second, I was like, yeah. Can you imagine me having a child. The child would never have anything. <laughs> anything the child needed to, to – wipes. I would always remember the wipes. But you do – you are a hoarder, so you have a lot of stuff. I have stuff everywhere. I should have extra stuff. You're right. In my car, I should have extra computers. I think if you had a child, you would hoard child stuff. Well, if I had multiple children, the, the last of the children would be using the first child stuff. Yeah, for sure. The Clothes would never get thrown out. I think that's fair. I think I found something the other day that was the result of hoarding. Oh, yeah, actually, it was this. It was huh? this. I'm wearing a Packers shirt today, and the SO's like, where did you get a Packers shirt? I'm like, uh, when is Clay Matthews for Halloween, like four years ago? You think I'm going to throw it out? <laughs> like I paid like $23 for this piece of crap. I knew I'm going to get some use out of it at some point. Yeah, so this is my way of mocking on the Packers for potentially botching this whole thing with Aaron Rodgers. And oh. now having Jordan Love. Hey, you wanted it. You got it! Right?
2: Good sense. Costanza, Good reference. Not?
1: You wanted it. You're the ones who annoyed Aaron Rodgers a few years ago and he never got over it. And now he wants to be with the Jets. So, yeah, he announced his intentions today that he wants to be with the Jets. I thought. And he says the Packers are dragging their feet. So he's not the one who's made this last, like, six days. He told everyone on Friday behind the scenes that he wanted to go to the Jets. He says the Packers are dragging their feet over the compensation part of it. he also said, in essence, hey, I'm as important to that organization as any Packer has ever been in the history of the organization without saying, like, cut me a freaking break. Make the deal. Because when he was asked about, you know, the Packers taking a while to make the deal, he just chuckled. Like, are you surprised by that? He just chuckles. Basically, like, eh, that's them. He made sure to mention that they've treated guys on the way out poorly, like A.J. Hawk, who was on McAfee's show, like Jordy Nelson. So there's there's a lot going on here, but I thought this was really interesting as one of the staffers on McAfee's show starts to ask a question about, hey, you're like, was it only the Jets who were interested in you? Because I was building this whole case yesterday. I'm like, this has a lot about Aaron Rodgers. If no one else was really in the mix. Uh, apparently, A-Rod says, no, there were other teams.
3: I think there were other teams that were interested, and in, obviously there's, um, you know, certain players that I have a lot of love and affinity for. Um, and the reuniting with uh, especially one specific person would have been... Um, oh, uh, Devontae uh,
0: in Las Vegas. Question. You're talking question. about Devontae no, Adams?
3: i not mentioning any names, but, <laughs> uh, they're, they're, you know, there's definitely one particular guy who... Uh, you know, who him and I have this special kind of unspoken rapport. Um, Oh, that's Devontae.
0: Okay, yeah, that's Devontae Adams who's currently on the Las Vegas Raiders. (laughs) But you're right.
3: Which
1: I feel like today has gotten almost no attention. If I'm a Raiders fan, I'm like, wait a second. Like, he really did have
2: intense interest in coming to the Raiders? Well, he had interest in going to rejoin one particular player. Okay, well, guess what? He didn't say who the player was. It's Devontae Adams. He didn't. He didn't,
1: When McAfee said it five times, he did not deny it. No. He's talking about Devontae Adams. Yeah.
2: But he, he also didn't say that. He reached out to them, or they reached out to him, or that they said no to him, or anything like that. He just said that was another consideration. In could his they mind. have gotten Aaron because Rogers, as of as of six days ago, of Jimmy G at twenty two and a
1: half, they moved Waller like we had predicted anyway. We thought Waller might go in a deal for Rodgers to the Packers.
2: Yeah, could but, they have
1: gotten Aaron Rodgers? And as an organization, they decided that's not where we want to go.
2: Potentially, but I also mm. I will say that would have been a terrible decision. But yeah, why they, well, they couldn't afford the. Three and four million dollar defenders they've signed. Well, what do you? They couldn't fix the offensive line, which they haven't fixed. Well, again, you're you're going all in for potentially one year. Now the Jets are in a position to do that. The Raiders really aren't. We went through this yesterday. I would hope this is for two years. Sure. But with Rodgers, you never know. He was ninety percent retiring six days ago. Where's the guarantee he's playing for two years? (laughs) That's wishful thinking on your part. Don't yell at me. To me, I, I would say it's prudent. Of the Raiders, if Aaron Rodgers reached out and said, hey, I'm thinking about coming out there, what do you think? Hey, man, we're not a team that's going to contend this year. We're we're not doing this for one year and going all in and then paying the price for the next three years without getting the reward of winning a title. We're not going to be the Rams without the title, which is kind of what you would be. So, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, unless unless the plan was... Find Rogers or trade for Rogers, and then draft a quarterback at seven. Right. Or what in the, or what in the if second you would have had to give up that pick? Or in the second round. Well, that's another good question.
1: If the Raiders were going to get Aaron Rodgers, what would the compensation have been? Well, this morning, uh, Dil Kleiman had tweeted out: Packers have felt Rodgers worth two first-round picks. Well, that was actually per Schefter. Schefter says the organization <laughs> felt he's worth a Matthew Stafford package. Of multiple
2: first-round picks, I don't, sorry, I don't want to down the path. Did you you see the expose on figuring out who Dove Kleiman is? Uh, no, but I'd like to hear
1: about it later. Yeah, because I have no idea. He's emerged now as some NFL yeah. insider. I mean, I've yeah. seen his tweets for a long time,
2: but yeah. now he seems to be getting to another level in terms of yeah.
1: sourcing. Yeah, so um, I,
2: I look. I don't think anybody knows what the trade compensation is. I, I yeah. think people are putting out there, and, and and again, we've seen Aaron Rodgers' side isn't speaking. We don't know who's, who's well, let me let let me, let me build this
1: one. The uh, the Schneidog, Schneidman, who used to work here covering the Raiders, said in response to that, a, a source familiar with negotiations says the Packers are not seeking two first-round picks from the Jets in the Aaron Rodgers deal. Um, unclear exactly what they're looking for. I mean, this isn't this classic someone leaked, the Jets leaked the two first-round pick thing to get it out there? Yeah. And the Packers are denying it. I don't know who to believe. Of course, I think it's the it's, Packers it's should ask for two first-round picks, and the Jets should laugh at them. Yeah, the Jets you're not getting a Matt Stafford-like well. deal. Like we're not sending a you know 35 million dollar quarterback your way. Deshaun was three or first. I guess in this case, in this case, the Lions actually took on a Jared Goff deal, which sucked. So that was kind
2: of part of the whole compensation. Yeah, yeah. but Deshaun was three Both first. Days. Deshaun was three first. Why wouldn't you start there? You can start there. Yeah. Right. Again, you're not getting. It. I'm not suggesting right. you're going right. to get this. But why wouldn't you say, hey, the last major quarterback trade was three first? So let's start there. And they'll say no right away, and then, okay, now you're down to two. Now let's figure it out from there. But, yeah, I think I mean, I think that's where you would start.
4: Yeah, and you, also
2: just because a, a team says, like, or just because the report is, hey, they're asking for all this, you're like, well, that's way too much. Okay, well, that, yeah, that's negotiations. how negotiations work. Yeah. But, you know, my, I, I asked for a million dollars a day to do the show here. That was I wasn't getting it. Someday, it's the negotiation you came, you process. You came close. You suckered everyone here. You came close. I did. I did.
1: Uh, were you most happy with the fact that Rodgers actually stepped up for Nathaniel Hackett? Because McAvee starts going down this path, and it was kind of was kind of telling the story of what Hackett's rep or image or the story around Hackett after he lost his job in Bronco Land. uh I don't think Rogers cursed the entire time, but he cusses here.
0: Hackett was at the bottom of the bottom. Remember, head coach Denver Broncos.
3: We suck. He's out of here. Now he's offensive coordinator for the Jets. To me, objective reality that anybody who's been around Nathaniel Hackett knows that he brings a lot of energy, a lot of fun. He's an incredible teacher of the game, especially the quarterback position, and uh, he's a really good human being. So, uh, if it's you know, for people to say that that was done just an attempt to lure me like um, is a total disservice to Nathaniel Hackett what he's accomplished in his career the kind of person that he is and so I take not just a great human but he's a great football coach and if Robert Sala can understand that and Woody Johnson can uh, I mean you can ask them but uh, for them to do it just to attempt to lure me is a disservice to that organization in general and and disservice to Nathaniel and what he's accomplished in this league and And uh, the kind of person that
1: he is. Okay, so he really loves Hackett, but he's saying I they shouldn't have grabbed him just to get me, but they're going to get me. He's saying I I threw some words in there. He's saying it was more respectful.
2: He's saying don't call it a ploy, but the ploy worked. (laughs) But but I love the guy, so. (laughs) But what what, I I mean, what he's saying is, look, I know people are going to put this together. Like the Jets made this, made Hackett the coordinator to get me, and it worked, and we're going to go work together, and I love him. But to to say that the only reason they hired me hired him was to get me is such an insult to how great of a coach Nathaniel Hackett is. I, I get why he's doing it. He's sticking up for his guy, for sure. But that's why they hired him. Give me a percentage
1: oh. on a deal coming together. Yes, no. Oh, that it happens?
2: Yeah. 94%? Really? Yeah. You
1: know, people talk about Jets fans as being gluttons for punishment. They are right. love it? Um, I like, like I told you in hour one, I'm in anything that happens at this point. I'm prepped for the Packers to blow this and ask for too much. I'm all about the Jets telling them to screw off and then turn to Lamar Jackson. And then if they can't get Lamar Jackson, hopefully Favre retires on the Packers. They can't get Lamar Jackson. At least make the offer. You screw over the Ravens. And the case I made earlier is I don't mind having another bad year if it means being in the top five in the draft to potentially get Caleb Williams. So Nathaniel Hackett apparently is a quarterback whisperer. Give Zach Wilson a whole year with him. If it works, it works. If not, they have five wins and they're in the mix. So I've seen a lot. I've been around the block with this team. So I'm prepping for everything mentally. I don't think the last thing is going to happen. Can you can you get? But I I, I will tell you I I'm not, I won't get in, incredibly annoyed, but I will be a bit irked if the Jets set up the Packers in any way. It will annoy me.
2: Where's where's the Jets' first round pick? I don't know whatever it is fourteen thirteen. If they get that pick, that's look up research. It group. To, use it to trade up. up and get Anthony Richardson. <laughs> And he's amazing. Boy, you want that to happen for someone, huh? For the Packers? Oh, I'm saying you you give up the oh, first round yeah, pick. Yeah, okay. They package it, move up, get Richardson, and he's amazing for 20. Yeah, years. they don't have the sack to do that. They
1: they they think they have to stick with Jordan Love. So I guess we'd find out if they really believe in Jordan Love. Yeah, we'll find out real quick. <laughs> they pull they pull a Kyler Murray,
2: Josh Rosen. Yeah, we admit it. He's he's not good. There's a, there's a lot to follow here. It's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what happens on both sides in terms of the deal that comes together. Why do the Jets just get Rodgers and Lamar? Great Jet- backup, great future player after after Rogers moves on. Ultimately, the Jets will pay the price, and they probably will pay too much.
1: Yeah, probably because my job's not on the line. I still get to do radio as long as I don't, you know as I don't cuss on the air or say something really stupid. Well, you
2: don't know not if Jordan Love plays well for ten years. That's a good point. I said I'd walk. Hey, you're out. <laughs> you're out. Then you but you notice I, anymore.
1: I kind of I set it up where I can move the goalposts. Like what's well, that's fair. Well, I mean if he's oh I set it up. He's I, a sa- Hall of I said famer. they had a top five quarterback in the National Football League, which we can argue over farf but in their era they were top five guys. They had him for twenty eight years.
2: Yeah, no I don't question. think Jordan Love is gonna be I, top five. I do still love the dynamic that Aaron Rodgers is breaking this news on McAfee today while Brett Favre is suing McAfee. Oh, I didn't even think of that.
1: Yes. Uh, how about the story, The other storyline that was out there that a pretty intense anti-vaxxer, at least questions about the vaccine. And Aaron Rodgers is just met with the Johnson and Johnson guy, who heavily profited. Woody Johnson, his family heavily profited off of the vaccine. Now you're working for him. Did you keep watching McAfee after Rogers was off? I couldn't do uh, it. I'm sure it was awesome for the next hour.
2: Well they were they were uh he was like, I'm sure I'm gonna get crushed. I am sure you know the traditional media people out there are gonna say I didn't ask this or I didn't ask this or we missed out on this question. And uh then the you know the the what do you call lackeys? The, the toxic table guys I didn't call them lackeys. I actually thought I actually
1: thought the toxic table asked some good questions yeah. that, that McAfee and company never got to.
2: But they said you really uh you really wimped out on asking the the vaccine question directly. And so they were kind of going after going after him for that and saying that that's what people are going to come back at him for. Uh, but, yeah, th- I mean, there was some some interesting conversation certainly afterwards. And he said, look, I brought it up. I said it. I mentioned it. I just didn't come at him directly with it. I will. First of all, McAfee's a great talent. And he's got really good people
1: on the show. Not that I'm one who should be judging, but I, I like what they do. You do realize when you're – when you're a former player and in the case of Hawk you're a pal, you get this unreal access and he gives you really great stuff, but there's also part of you where you're like, Yeah, do I really push him on this? Am I being a jerk? Sure. With all that he's given to me about being a jerk. They I thought that some of the lines about did the did the Jets ask about ayahuasca? Yeah, and he said, "Well, one, you know, I think he said Sal was asking about it. What's well, their? It's like their favorite topic. Yeah, <laughs> it's, well, mentioned, I mean, it it's mentioned is, every hour. It's you're bringing someone in at you know fifty million dollars. Like, are you going to be doing this all the time, or, you know, you going back you're to a get, dark you, room you're at gonna, some point? You going to get wacky on us, or <laughs> come on, man, we we need well, this is a big deal for us. All of our jobs are on the line. You going to test positive for anything?
2: What what happened in that dark
1: room? So they asked about it. Sure. Why people? The mainstream media really gets. I mean, we're part of it. Yeah. Really gets on McAfee because he didn't ask a, a tough enough question. Yeah, he hears it sometimes. You're
2: yeah. an ex punter. I would fire Some back and say there's. Show.
1: We're around a lot of media people who don't have the stones to ask anything. So let's not be grading Pat McAfee on what he's getting out of Aaron Rodgers. What he's gotten in the last year plus has been pretty good. Your
0: Mountain West champion, Lady Rebels, will start their journey to the Final Four this Friday against Michigan. Tip-off is noon. You can hear all the action right here on ESPN Las Vegas or streaming live at LVSportsNetwork.com. From the Finley Toyota studio,
1: it's Coalfield and Company. Yeah, tracking that Aaron Rodgers story, maybe he could have been a Raider, but I think they shut that down pretty early on. He did say during the McAfee show that yeah, you know, there were teams who were interested and he would love to be with a certain former teammate, never mentioned Adams. Pat McAfee said Adams like four times, and Rodgers never denied
2: or confirmed. What are you tracking on the web? What's breaking right now? Free agency all, all over right. the place. I'm I'm really, really, really interested in... Finding the contract details for Miles Sanders going to Carolina uh, for obvious reasons and uh, has not come across yet. Four yeah. years, we don't know the deals. Though.
1: Running back market's really interesting. You know, obviously locally we're looking at Jacobs and what's going to happen there with the franchise tag. Austin Ackler apparently has permission to go and shop a deal. If you missed it, Zeke Elliott is now going to be available. What's the market going to be for him? I was, you know, I was actually just reading a uh, a buddy of mine who does radio. In D.C., and the whole Aaron Rodgers telling Schefter to buzz off, and he relayed the story because Schefter, uh, Schefter had texted him, and Rodgers said, lose my number, and tell Rossini to lose my number. <laughs> Our buddy Chris in D.C. said, a disrespectful message, in my opinion, from Aaron Rodgers, who simply wants to control the narrative for himself and his buddies. Yeah, he's, he said that. He uh-huh. does want to control it. He said, just come uh-huh. to me. Uh-huh. And if I don't give it to you, then there's nothing there. Uh, but I do like the comments. Uh, I am him on Twitter said, "I like it." Uh, from what I hear, people are getting tired of Schefter. So I just responded with sources. Okay, is that what you hear, anonymous That's person?
2: Hear. That's What I hear. You have a
1: good source on on Adam Schefter, and pe- people are getting tired of him. Okay. Huh? Thanks for the input. Sounds about right.
2: So you're gonna wait. Uh, you're gonna wait until the very minute to put it in these brackets, huh? Okay. Right. I do it all the time. Well, this one, I, I would, I would guess. Uh, I mean, I have gotten caught before because some people do it Wednesday night. Um, I usually fill my file my last bracket around six thirty, six forty five a.m. Nice. on Thursday morning.
1: Will this streamline your Final Four again? Every national champ since two thousand two has been a top forty offense from an efficiency standpoint. And a top twenty-two defense. These are the teams that fall under those qualifications this year: Creighton, Houston, Alabama, Texas, UCLA, Kansas, UConn. No one else can win the title. True. Sure. Well, that won't. That won't. I mean, it's been a, it's been every year for twenty years that you had to be top forty offensively and top twenty-two defensively.
2: That's not going to alter my approach because I am well aware of that one. That, that's one I always take into consideration when I'm filling out brackets. But you do want to boot UCLA because of injuries? You're worried? Yeah, it's not the same team. Okay. And also, I mean, they, they
1: have... Yeah, and Houston's out because of Sasser. Until you know yeah. about Sasser, you can't really put them going all the way to the final four in a
2: bracket. Yeah, UCLA, you talk about their defense. Their defense is very, very good. Obviously, Mick Cronin teams are very good. But Jalen Clark is the national defensive player of the year, most likely. He's not playing. He's out. They're also a very shallow team. They don't have much depth. Oh, I thought you meant, like, in terms no. of thinking. <laughs> shall- I they really don't the right have right great word. conversations. I was, was going to say the opposite of depth. I just said shall- shallow shall- is probably not, probably not the right choice of word, but they're not deep. We got the uh, Royals and
1: Rockies coming. I could have made a good segue there. with was something about the sure. shift and playing shallow. Uh, Royals and Rockies this weekend, two games, 18th and 19th, 1 o'clock start. Ticketmaster.com is where you can grab the tickets. It's the second big league weekend out at the ballpark. If you haven't been to LV ballpark, uh, it's beautiful. It's awesome. Great, great venue. Ticketmaster.com is where you can get the tickets. Two tickets from Ari at 364-1100, 364-1100. I'm sure it'll be sold out. uh, Just, you know, for info purposes, these games will be televised. So uh, both uh, AT&T Sportsnet, uh, Rocky Mountain, and Bally Sports in Kansas City will be picking up the games. And then I guess we're going to see what's going to happen with all the regional TV networks with baseball. It's going to be interesting moving forward but we've got two tickets right now Ari's got them for you 3641100 go watch the major league baseball at LV Ballpark this weekend call or 73641100
0: It's March Mania at ESPN Las Vegas. Head over to LVSportsNetwork.com for your chance to win a grand prize package worth over $3,200. Fill out your bracket before Thursday, March 16th to be eligible to win. Rules available at LVSportsNetwork.com. It's Coalfield and Company, live from the
1: Finley Toyota Studio on ESPN Las Vegas. Football year-round. My friends, season never ends, right, Adam? College football is probably about 10 and a half months. I feel like the NFL is 11. (laughs) And this week is crazy. And today we got that Aaron Rodgers interview with Pat McAfee, the former punter in the National Football League, and A.J. Hawk, former Packer. And Rodgers said, uh, hey, I told him I want to be on the Jets. And now the Jets and the Packers have to work out a deal. So high drama, as always, around Aaron Rodgers. UNLV uh, football spring practice has started. They're taking a break now for spring break. So about uh, 40% of it before spring break, 60% of it after. And uh, there'll be a spring game on April 8th. April 8th. So I was out there for a good number of the first five or six practices, and one of the guys I I noticed, you know, schooling his guys, and he's got to cobble together an offensive line here, some experienced players back, is uh, the offensive line coach, new offensive line coach with the Rebels, and that's Vance Weiss, who's up with Steve and Adam. How are you, sir?
4: Doing great. How you all today?
1: We're good. You know, we do sports talk radio, so we're fired up about football and any sort of topics, and Aaron Rodgers makes the world very interesting, Coach, very interesting.
4: it, it always does. He's try, still trying to figure out where he wants to play. So.
1: Do you, as a, as a guy who played the game and, you know, now coaches the game, do you understand guys like Rodgers, I mean, and really it's, it's any player, but at the end of their career when they might, you know, they're like 90% in, but part of them is like, should I keep going? It's a tough decision, isn't it?
4: It is, it is tough because, you know, he's he's been so great for so long. And then everybody wants to end on the big, you know, the Super Bowl parade. And then you see it so often these days, guys trying to find the perfect situation. And, you know, sometimes, you know, it's like they always have said, grass isn't always greener on the other side of that fence. But, I mean, money talks and everything else does too. And now, obviously, he's earned – He's earned the right to, you know, pursue those possibilities and and uh, but it'd be it, it's tough on the guys where he's coming from. I know that. So
1: uh, no doubt, and it'll be interesting if they do get a deal done. Aaron Rodgers playing in New York um, will be interesting. You know, changing jobs after twenty years is not easy. And I wanted to kind of build on that point. You know, you're a guy who's bounced around a little bit, and that's that's what coaches do in football. And your families have to be used to potentially moving. Every couple of years or so, uh, for you, why was the move to coach again with uh, and around Barry Odom the right move to you know move on from V Tech to UNLV?
4: Well, the number one reason is Barry Odom, and, and uh, you know we we've been together before. We were together at Memphis, and and just kind of like minded, same goals, same work ethic, and you know care, looking for character and. Kind of agree on what type of culture you should have, and and I mean he's the number one reason. And then once I got to Vegas, just to see the possibilities and and the challenges that we're faced. And I mean, you know, that's why I'm not a banker. You know, the job's different every day. But uh, you know, and then hey, let's just roll our sleeves up and find a bunch of guys that aren't scared to sweat a little bit, and let's go, let's go reap some rewards from. From the hard work that we're getting ready to do,
2: you talk. You talk about Barry. What What kind of coaches uh, is UNLV in the community getting, and what kind of person
4: are we getting? He's. Uh, I tell you what, he, he's a player's coach. Not not saying that, hey, they're going to ask go to the pool, and we're going to go to the pool. But he's definitely, <laughs> you know, the number one, you know, objective on his mind is the best interest of the players. He's always going to take care of the players, and everywhere he's ever been you know he's been the guy that the players have rallied around and uh and we're going to do things right, you know, we're going to do things fair, but uh we're going to find the right guys that, that can get the job done and and uh I mean he's he's one of the best I've ever been around and you know I've been doing this I think 34 years now and, and uh every once in a while you run onto a guy that dang if he's got a, if he's somewhere I want to do everything I can to get get here with him cuz you know, good things are going to happen. And, you know, and that's exactly why I'm
1: here right now. So, you can go to unlvtickets.com, start looking into football tickets for the coming season. We're getting ready for the rest of spring practice and the spring game with Vance Vice, offensive line coach for the Rebels. You mentioned the possibilities of the program. What do you, how do you view the possibilities? What are the possibilities for this program?
4: Well, you know, first and foremost, I mean, you know, the facilities there are some of the top in the nation. I mean, they are, they really are. And, and then the possibilities, I don't, I'm not going to put a ceiling on that. You know, you know, I've, I've told guys here, we're in on the recruiting trail, I Said, Hey, you can go somewhere else. You know, you know, basically if you come here, you're going to help us win the championship. You can go somewhere else. You're going to read about us winning it. And that's how I wake up every day. And I think that's very, very possible. And this isn't a, five-year plan, three-year plan, let's go see what we can do right now because that's what's fair to these kids that are here in the program right now. And that's what we're, you know, preparing for every day and especially during winter conditioning and exactly how we're going about our business this spring.
1: You're just getting to see, you know, most of this group for the first time, you know, in the last six or eight weeks. Do you have certain standards, certain things you look for um, in good offensive linemen? Is it physicality? Is it technique? What is it?
4: Uh, yes, yes, and yes, uh, all of those, uh, you know, you're just looking for a group that one, I've been the most pleasantly surprised by their willingness just to show up and work. And as long as they do that, we're going to be fine, you know, and then, you know, obviously the technique part of it, we'll work on that every day. That does not change. You can never get, never get bored with the basics and then. Toughness is the culture, and that's something we also work on every day to develop. And, and a little bit with some of the the schedule they're going through right now, I mean, it's going to require some toughness. Because every day is not going to be your favorite day. But if it's not, you always got tomorrow. And just in to have the belief in each other, and you know, and building confidence, and you, get, you gain confidence when you know what to do and you know how to do it cuz our number one goal in every game as an offensive line is to have those guys in front of us worry about what we're getting ready to do to them instead of what, where the ball is cuz once that happens the game's over and so it's something we talk about every day and and you know we're very open to what's required of you know championship teams and and I am I'm so blessed right now just for the you know, almost the willingness that they've accepted us to come in and let's go to work, Coach. We're ready. And they have not taken a backward step yet.
1: That's vice The offensive line coach for UNLV is with us. So I was out there more than a handful of practices, and, I, you know, I like – what I see in terms of the offense is go go offense. I mean there's just you know the, there's running backs going everywhere, wide receivers. I mean it's it's really cool. How hard is an offense like this for the offensive lineman or hey you know what diagnose it for us like hey it's not it's not that difficult. I wonder what the load is on on the O line in learning this offense.
4: Well, we spend as a staff, we spend all of our time in in the building. You know, whatever that takes. 12-hour days, 18-hour days, it doesn't matter. We spend all of our time in there. How simple can we keep it for the offensive line? Now, it it may look like Chinese calculus to everybody else, (laughs) but we're going to be doing the same thing over and over and over, and that's how you get good, and that's how you get confident, and that's how you become tough, and that's how you win. And so it looks a little bit crazy sometimes, but, you know, we've had five practices, and probably 90% of everything we're going to ask them to do is in right now. Oh, wow. So now how how good can we get at it? Now, that doesn't mean there won't be cartwheels and all kinds of shifts and motions and all kinds of that going on behind us. But, you know, we're pretty keyed into doing the, the basics or the basic fundamentals of football as well as we can do them.
1: Okay, for the old line coach. What is it like when you you look at your roster and the the first thing you know everyone's going to tell you hey, hey coach you need a left tackle you gotta get gotta get a new left tackle I've seen Marcus Miller out there working a left tackle I mean the challenge of that position this is going to be a real quick learn
4: no it's not and okay. you know i in my career I've I've started I think nine years out of my career I've started a true freshman. so and really? that's, that doesn't mean I get that doesn't mean I get a lot of sleep at night <laughs> but uh, uh, you know. Uh, Marcus is, I mean, he, he knows what was up. He knew what was up and he kind of jumped into that and has embraced it. I, I mean, he's one of the, I think he's one of the guys that's gotten better every day. Nice. And, uh, obviously we've, we've got guys that have played a lot of games and and they've done well early, which is expected. But then we've got a bunch of new guys that are here and new guys that aren't here, which we're extremely excited about taking on all these challenges.
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm. Uh, I'm always fascinated. And my partner Adam was a high school lineman, but you were kind of a dancing bear, and you were very gentle. Uh, yeah, maybe technique was okay. He <laughs> <laughs> coach laughs. No, I'm. I'm always fascinated by this. When you watch offensive linemen work and you see, you know, there's, there's size differences. And in the case of Preston Nichols, right. he's back. And Preston's one of the smaller guys on the line, but by PFF ratings, he was consistently the, the most effective offensive lineman a year ago. Um, Rosas and Alani are massive. I mean, just the trunks, the right? legs. And I always yeah. wonder what goes into earning playing time when, in cases like that, like 335, 340, Jalen St. John is big like that. And yet yeah. Nichols at 280
4: can excel. He is, I tell you, and Preston is. I mean, he's one of the first guys that I noticed just watching game film from from previous years. Wow. He kind of pops out at you. One, he's productive, and that's the number one thing. Do you do your job, and then, you know, I mean, he he can jump on the same rack with Alani and those guys in the weight room. There's it, he, there's not a difference, and obviously, he's very very athletic and very, you know, mobile and agile and you know and he's got a chance to have a great year for us and uh you know and he's i mean he's one that you know he's been to two schools now and here comes another staff you know i've been in this situation before well how's he going to be and he goes coach whatever i gotta do let's go And 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 you know it's a challenge to myself and our staff is Make him to help him reach you know every goal he's ever had since he's knee high, but he is uh, very, very productive on the field technique he's he does understand his you know his size, so his technique is some of the best I've seen, especially just being around him for about two months. so
1: how much do you get involved? Obviously they're part of the unit, but there's a separate coach who works with them. How much do you get involved with the uh, the tight ends?
4: Tight ends? Well, I get them during punt because they take all my guys to be on the shield during punt. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, and of course, having played the position and, and coaching for early in my career, you know, I mean, they're they're a big part of the run game. And I tell them, I said, Oops, if you can't help us in the run game, we'll bring in a receiver. I mean, that's just part about it because <laughs> when I bring you into when I bring you into the box, the the pitcher can get muddy because they're going to bring somebody else in the box on defense. And, but uh, those guys have been great, and, and uh, I, again, I've been more than pleasantly surprised to see their, you know, their ability and how they can help the run game, and obviously they they do a lot for us in the pass game also.
1: Uh, last one, you mentioned uh, the the punt team. You mentioned some special teams, and I did notice a big change in practice is uh, you guys drill special teams a lot, and you know James Sheeves, well, because you've coached with him. How big a get is he? And, uh, Odom has told all of us many times that the special teams have to get better. Like, it has to be a plus, and he expects good things out of special teams.
4: Well, Coach Shebess, he's the, I, I think personally, in doing this a long time, he's the best in the business. And I have been fortunate for the last, you know, 12 years to be with him. We actually live together in Vegas right now until our families get all situated. So, uh, and he didn't like me telling this. He was a GA actually when I left college. So you you figure out how old he is now. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, uh, I mean, the fundamentals of special teams, he might as well have invented it. I mean, he he's one of the best I've ever seen. And every team I've ever been on with him or he's been associated with, that is a big advantage for us mm-hmm. and on game day. And that's, that's invaluable cuz you don't know how important those guys are until you don't have them or you know I mean that's when it counts and and that's going to help us turn the tide as we go so
2: how are you how are you and coach splitting up the chores while you're roommates
4: oh uh, we have a chore day i i i i, <laughs> I vacuum he does dishes so. right. perfect yeah
2: <laughs> nice
1: very yeah. nice well we'll see you back out of practice when you guys are back at it again we appreciate a couple minutes thank you a lot
4: well, hey, I appreciate y'all. You're welcome anytime, and go Rebels.
1: There he is. Vance Vice, big fella, played at Oklahoma State. Kind of looks the, the role of the – they all do. I mean, it's not like, you know, like, hey, there's a 140-pound defensive line coach. They they all play the position or something damn close to it, but he's a really interesting guy. And, yeah, the O-line's going to be key because what they're trying to run here, I think, is, uh, you know, pretty complicated stuff. they got to have good run blocking and pass protection, and they are going to be playing some new guys or playing some transfers, so – So far, as the coach said, it's been meshing pretty good, and he's impressed with the group in terms of their work ethic.
0: Join Cofield and company live every Thursday at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook. Weekly giveaways and awesome game day food and drink specials. Thursdays, 3 to 6 p.m. at the William Hill Race and Sportsbook inside Silver 7's Hotel and Casino. Cofield and Company presents Grab Bag, only on ESPN Las Vegas. Stick your hand in there, Dave.
1: So in all this talk about Aaron Rodgers, who potentially could have been a Raider, but I guess the Raiders decided uh, if the price was really two first-round picks, which I don't believe it was, in spite of the fact that Rodgers said today, mostly, without specifying, that uh, he would have been interested in the Raiders. He wasn't interested because of Devontae Adams. Uh, We haven't mentioned all the other moves the Raiders have made the last couple days. We should mention, I'm just going to throw it out there. We got shows to do the next two days. Outside of that, I got some show prep I'm going to be doing. But really, don't ask me to do anything because I'm watching the tournament. Whenever, Whenever I can, wherever I can, I'm watching it. You and John, I know how intense you guys get about betting and being there all day. You and John, Von Tobel, maybe duck in here and there on the show with a phone call, but you're not on the show because I know you guys are into it. And now I
2: find out, do you have an assignment tomorrow that's not NCAA related? I'll be over at Raiders headquarters much of the late morning, early afternoon. What? Yeah. The first round of the tournament? What could be going on? NFL don't sleep, bro.
1: Oh no! I jinxed
2: it saying it was eleven months a year. What are they doing? Raiders will be introducing their six so far free agent signings. All of them are there. All six tomorrow, including one James Garoppolo. My God, whose decision is this? I mean, I'm sure the Raiders. Did the
1: the did Garoppolo? Did the Garoppolo family? There's no family. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, he doesn't have an immediate like doesn't have a wife. He's got a family. I've seen the picture of all his brothers. By the way, I showed... uh, James Richard Garoppolo, by the way. I showed one of uh, the SO's friends, Garoppolo, and the brothers, and she was like, "Yeah, Wow. I'm like, "Yeah, What are you talking about here? Wow. Interesting. SO likes him a lot. Like, a little little too
2: much. Frankly. Like, we can't have him on the show because they'll be...
1: No, she doesn't jealousy like him as a player.
2: She's just like he's real good looking. Oh no, that's yeah. what I'm saying. You'll yeah. be you'll be too jealous. You won't be able to talk to him. You'll, <laughs> you'll do like a. There's no jealousy. A, the alpha, uh, there's like, no competition. Stamp your foot. Yeah. <laughs> don't <laughs> do don't talk like stare. that around
1: me. <laughs> what? Well, I'm not handsome. No, not at all compared to that. No, not even close.
2: <laughs> compared to that. <laughs> yes. What does that
1: mean? <laughs> well, you know, it's the way the S.O. speaks. James Richard. She, she objectifies.
2: James Richard, JR? JR Garoppolo? Should we make that a thing?
1: Do you go right into the angle of being single and living in Vegas? Or are you only football?
2: Or is that assigned to
1: someone? Or is it assigned to someone and then someone else just steals your question? It's a fair question. All of them are fair questions. Sure.
2: I think it's a a
1: fair. No, I mean, I think single in Vegas is a fair question. Yes. Yes. living,
2: Living your best life.
1: Uh, I heard Cowherd. We'll have to grab this sound. Uh, vast Sound will we'll grab it tomorrow. I heard Cowherd just going off saying, you know, Jimmy G is just what a perfect match for Vegas. <laughs> just good looking. And he's like, uh, I forget who he compared him to, but he's like, you know, think about it. If uh, if Jimmy G and a couple of friends are like, hey, we're going to Vegas. You want to come along? Of course you're going along. It's <laughs> Jimmy G. I'm like, what? I don't know what that means. What?
2: I don't know. I don't know. Well, Colin was young and single in Vegas at one point, I think. Yeah. He knows. Jimmy's coming for the tournament. First four days,
1: just like everybody else. Is that why? I think so. How great would it be if you guys all show up, and then you're there for like an hour and a half, and they're like, sorry, Jimmy had a change of plans. He's overwatching the tournament. <laughs> huh? Be like, you son of a... I have so much respect for him. <laughs> would you? Yeah. <laughs> he blew you off. You have to sit there and not watch the tournament. It's the right move. Will they will they bring in? By the way, you know how I'm addressing this? So you, there is- you're hearing what I'm saying, right? Like I have access to go to these Raiders dealios, like I, this, I'm like it's not even a consideration. Tomorrow, well, there is TVs in the media room. Do they have a? Can they put up like a TV wall?
2: There's two, two.
1: There's uh, four games
4: on. You got Rob- four
1: TVs. Raiders. Our
2: good friend Robbie from Channel Five is kind of the designated. Oh, is he, that right? He's, he controls the TVs. Okay, uh, but I figured it out. He was the only one that knew for like six months. I love that you guys both needed I, f- I to figured it out. It's important. There's stuff going on. I might try to throw it on behind them and just hope nobody turns it off when the players come in. Right? They bring up some of the players. It's off going, to the side. No a question. You're all, you're all looking off. It's off to the side. It won't be on camera. So we can have the games on. I think the players will respect that. Everybody wants to watch the tournament. Well, I can't wait to. Except from 3 to 6 tomorrow that be listening to this show. Of course, yes.
1: We'll give you lots of updates theater of the mind. Well, I can't wait <laughs> to hear <laughs> you're your here or uh, read your features. Adam always comes up with good features. So do you have anything in mind already? Is there a player who's uh, tickled your fancy with a great story? Oh, I'm actually just hoping some some
2: guys show up, some teammates show up, and I can talk to them about Jimmy. Okay. All right. Well, I'm excited for tomorrow. Me too. By the way,
1: Nevada basketball coming up. Not here, but we'll see if Steve Alford can do it. Right? Root for Alford. Wouldn't that what <laughs> Root for Hurley. Boo! I don't know. Frankie Collins. Go Frankie. Otherwise, I don't know what to do. Enjoy the game.